0: I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, this is the Bear of Texas, and I am reporting live from an undisclosed location deep in the heart of God bless Texas, ladies and gentlemen... France has completed their first World Cup qualifying campaign games for the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Right off the bat, I'd like to say that I am absolutely, absolutely 100% very, very disappointed in the team and the results. That's right, I have said it. And to be even more frank, I cannot say that I am surprised that France has gone off to a bad start because god damn it that's been the problem for so freaking long. How many times have I said it folks? When it comes to the French national soccer team, when it comes to les bleus, the problem isn't the talent. The problem is the mentality. The winning mentality The strong mentality when it comes to playing good soccer. Where the hell was it in these three games? It wasn't there. Sure, France took two wins. But that winning mentality is not there. Absolutely not! I'd be a total idiot if I were to stand here today and say that this French national team is off to a strong, superior start. Because ladies and gentlemen, that is just me lying to your face making a fool out of you and I is that is not the kind of man that I am. I'm gonna tell y'all the truth. If y'all know me personally, I always take a vow before I do a podcast. I tell myself that I, Alex Alcazaz, do solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. so help me God. And I'm going to tell you all the truth. France has not played well. I mean, sure, it could be worse. But that's not the point. The point is is because the French national soccer team means a lot to me. It's meant a lot to me since I was three years old. When they do not play well, when they do not live up to the expectations, when they do not give me the results that we're looking for, the results that are expected, I am very disappointed and I will not hesitate to speak my mind. I am very disappointed with the results. The French national team is not in top form. They are not in their element. They are not in their winning ways. And the fact that all that talent is there, world-class, very expensive talent, that plays in the top clubs of the world, and they are being pushed around by much smaller and weaker national teams, is absolutely unacceptable. What is the criticism on Didi Deschamps on that? That I will agree. Now y'all know me very well. I've been a supporter of Didi Deschamps, I've defended the man, okay? Now I'm not gonna go too far on a harsh criticism of Didi Deschamps, even though he rightfully deserves a bit of criticism. It's not just on Deschamps, guys. It's not like it's Deschamps' job to tell players how to score a freaking goal. Because what's been the problem these last three games is is the inability to score goals, okay? Especially against in a game against Kazakhstan, which I will get to. Didi Deschamps made a mistake in the opening game against Ukraine. He did not utilize the correct formation. Okay, that's a mistake on his part, and I'm sure he's going to address it. Okay, because France did use three different tactics in this game, if I am correct. Okay, I'm pretty sure it was. Okay, keep in mind in the the game against Kazakhstan, most of the starters did not play. Okay, Anthony Martial started, Uh, and Golo Kanté had to be sent home after the game against Ukraine because he picked up a hamstring injury. My prayers are with both players because Martial got hurt as well. I hope these players get well soon because both these players need to be on the national team for the Euro. I understand in Martial's case, things have not been going well for him at Old Trafford. The injuries, the underperformance, but the man has my respect. I love rooting for the guy. I want to see him return. Same thing with Angelo Conte. Get well soon, buddy. Because Angelo Conte is one of the most underrated and underappreciated players of all time. The man is a hell of a player. A very humble man. I respect him. But now let's go. Now going back to Didier Deschamps. while he deserves his share of criticism. Okay, the French national team needs to be criticized overall as a team because they did not play well as a team. Okay, there's been problems, especially in the in, this, in the third game. France taking on Bosnia and Herzegovina. I watched this game, folks. I watched the game against Ukraine. The problem of the game against Bosnia and Herzegovina was that France had trouble maintaining control of the game. They had difficulty scoring, and that's been the problem in all three games, okay? Now, I'm looking at these groups right here, all right? And France is in Group D, alongside Ukraine, Finland, Bosnia and Herzegovina, and Kazakhstan. Now, after three games, France has two wins and one draw, seven points, four points clear of second-place Ukraine, who have drawn in all three of their games, okay? Now, France is fortunate to be four points up. But truth be told, France should be at nine points right now. For France to tie against Ukraine at home was completely... uh, unacceptable. It was embarrassing, especially how the way Ukraine was able to equalize because of an own goal. Ukraine in that game was absolutely fearless, and we have to give them credit for this. They were absolutely fearless. They did not care that France are, the, def- are the, defend- the reigning defending current world champions. They didn't care that France outclassed them in every single way. Ukraine said, let's see if France is actually in the right frame of mind, and Ukraine the way they, Ukraine played, the way France played, it was ultimately proven France is not in the right frame of mind. Like I said, they are not in their top form. They are not focused. They were not prepared. They are not motivated. All those are red flags, ladies and gentlemen, especially in the case of the French national team because a team, like I said, super talented, arguably the most talented soccer team in the world, world-class players, world-class talent, Expensive talent, unique talent. There is no excuse for shortcomings. I understand you can't win them all, but in these World Cup qualifying games against teams that are much smaller and, and weaker than you, there's no excuse. To, there's no excuse to play sloppy, sloppy games. There's no excuse to just play horribly. Guys, wake up! France is preparing to play in the Euro twenty twenty. Technically, it's 2021, but I'm still gonna call it Euro 2020. And France is actually considered a favorite winner, but right now, I absolutely beg to differ. France is not a legitimate contender for the Euro right now, based on how these games went. No, especially concerning the fact France, in the group stage of their of the Euro campaign, they have to play Germany and Portugal. Now granted, Portugal in one in one of their three World Cup qualifying games, they did blow a 2-0 lead to Serbia, and the highlight of that game was when Cristiano Ronaldo did in fact score a game winning goal that the referee apparently was too stupid to freaking realize, who decided to wave it off. Portugal is in top form, okay. And if France is not in top form, Portugal is, Portugal is going to kick their ass. Let's keep in mind, in the Nations League, France defeated Portugal in, in Portugal, okay? Courtesy of an N'Golo Conte goal. That's what, that's what t- took France to the top of their group, and that's what eliminated Portugal from that competition. So Portugal is hell-bent on revenge, even though France is already hell on revenge on Portugal for the Euro 16 final. Okay? Let's take a look at Germany, the, the other of the group stage uh, opponent, okay? Well, speaking of Germany, maybe they're not off to the best World Cup qualifying start too, are they? Because uh, because today, they suffered a home loss to North Macedonia. And I said on Twitter, I have absolutely no right to, criticism, to, to criticize the German national team because the results of the French national team, my team, are absolutely pathetic. So who am I to judge, in other words? Okay. Even from a sports perspective, now from a sports wine perspective, I could give a little bit of it, but overall, now when it comes to the French national team, when I like to speak a lot from the heart as a fan, I have absolutely no right to speak. But looking at the groups, I, I'm going to take a look, at especially now going to those groups, and I really and I am dying to take a look, and I want to take a little bit further on, on the World Cup qualifying campaign. Germany's in Group J. Germany's in huge trouble right now. Believe it or not, Armenia is on top of that group with North, North Macedonia in second, okay? Germany's in third place, and right under them is Romania, Iceland, and Liechtenstein. Armenia, 3-0, nine points. Unbelievable. Give them credit. England in their group, you know, England, Group I, they're on top, top of their group, 3-0, nine points. Croatia on top of theirs, two wins and one loss, that's six points. You know, Turkeys on top of their group, you know, and, and who will forget, in their opening game, Turkey beat the Netherlands 4-2. to two. I mean, Turkey's actually showing signs of being a great team. I mean, this could be Turkey's great year since 2002. I mean, for Turkey, if Turkey qualifies for the next World Cup and has a hell of a run like they did 20 years prior, well, it's possible that we see this again. Group F, Denmark is on top, you know, three and 9 points. Scotland's right under them. One win and two draws, five points, so that's a good start for Scotland. Well, a fair start for Scotland, I might add. I might add, excuse me. You know, Belgium, two wins and a draw. They did draw against the Czech Republic. Okay. Now looking at Portugal is on top of their group. Two wins and one draw, seven points. And they're actually tied with Serbia it was also with two wins and one draw with seven points. Look like at their group, you know, with Luxembourg and the Republic of Ireland and Azerbaijan. It's actually interesting. In this group, actually, Luxembourg pulled off a, a, a hell of an upset win against the Republic of Ireland on the road. In Spain, I, Spain, I believe, opened They opened the, their their, their uh, World Cup qualifying uh, campaign with a 1-1 tie against Greece. Spain's on top of their group, though, followed by Sweden. And look at Group C. Italy's on top, th- 3-0, 9 points, so... The bottom line is there are several other teams, several other heavyweights that are all better than France, okay? And going back to this Nations League, let's not forget France is in the Nations League semi-final against Belgium in a rematch of the 2018 World Cup semi-final between France and Belgium, and Belgium's hell bit on revenge. France is under a lot of pressure. They got a lot of going on, okay? Now that they past these first three World Cup games, now stuff is going to get real. I want to be using these terms. Shit is going to get real, folks. Shit is going to get absolutely real, Okay? It's not going to be easy for France going forward. Truth be told, it's never going to be easy for France going forward. It should never be easy, and they need to understand that. They should expect everything to be ahead of them to be an absolute challenge. And I hope they do understand that because, you know, France needs to get it together. They need to get their heads out of their ass. Because, like I said, I'm going to say it one more time. They are not in top form. They are not focused. They are not motivated, okay? It seems like they don't even want to play right now. I mean, Kylian Mbappe, not well at all in these first three games, okay? But it's not just Mbappe. It's everybody. Mbappe, you know, missing missing that penalty against Kazakhstan, you know, him being denied by the Kazakh, by the Kazakh goalkeeper, okay? In that particular game, France and Kazakhstan, and I, and I said I had to go into this game, and I'm going to do it now, France should have scored at least five goals, including that penalty. It should have been at least five-nothing for France. But the goalkeeper for Kazakhstan made at least three spectacular saves, okay? That guy needs to take a bow. That guy deserves credit. It's absolutely amazing. He denies these top French players a goal. Okay? And Kazakhstan is sitting at the bottom of the group with one draw and one loss with one point. Okay? Was scoring, so far, they scored only one goal by allowing three. They actually came off with a 1-1 tie against Ukraine today, which actually helped France, especially since France was able to pick up a 1-0 win against Bosnia, which, you know, again, is unacceptable, but... F- I mean, they got the win. I mean, yeah, I should maybe settle for the fact that a win's a win. But based on the results, no, 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 no. The results are just too unacceptable. Now France is sending a scoring four goals, allowing just one, a pl- plus three goal differential, which is respectable, and they're up by four points. Okay, two wins and a draw. Now it's gonna be a while before they play the next game. But like I said, you know, they have the Euro call, qual- they have the Euro tournament coming up next. Okay, stuff is gonna get very, very serious when i'm looking at these other results right there right here you know belgium just had an 8-0 win against belarus in their third world cup qualifying game you know armenia came from behind to beat to beat uh, to beat romania wow they were down 2-1 in the 86th minute until it, it's they equalize and 3 minutes later they they take the lead and our, and like i said armenia is on is on top of their group and then Turkey suffering a three-three draw against Latvia, maybe lost their focus a little bit. You know, Portugal that three-nothing, that the 3 one away win against Luxembourg, and at one point Luxembourg actually had the one 0 lead. Netherlands a seven-nothing away win against uh, Gibraltar. Huh. So there's been some surprises. So it's not worse for it's not. Th- so I guess France is not maybe not off the worst, but still, France shouldn't worry about all, all the other results for the other teams. They need to worry about themselves. While it may help them. They have to know that this luck is eventually going to run out. So now I want to explain to you fully why France is not ready for the Euro. Okay? Because, like I said, they're not scoring goals. They're not creating enough chances. And those chances, they are not pulling through. They are not cashing in on on those chances. Okay? That means that they can't score goals. They are being pushed around on the pitch, okay. In this game, in France's one 0 win against Bosnia, Bosnia saw, launched at least five counter attacks, okay, and twice Bosnia came very close to scoring, okay. Hugo Luis made fantastic saves, okay. And I'm gonna pull up, and I'm gonna pull up the stats of this game just to be more more specific. All right, stats. Th- France had 13 shots, only two on target, okay. Bosnia had four shots, and two of them were on target. You know, France had eight corners and really couldn't do anything I mean, uh, uh, out of it. An 87 pass accuracy, and you know, Bosnia had an 83% pass accuracy. So the French defense and the in the, midf- in the de- defensive midfield had problems, okay? A total of 428 passes by Bosnia and Herzegovina. But now I want to take up the stats. Against Kazakhstan, I mean, again, you no, know, I know off the top of my head, okay. And like I said, I already expe- exa- exactly explain how deeply disappointed I am in the whole situation. Nine shots on target for France against Kazakhstan, nine of them, okay. If they could only, okay, France technically scored only one goal. It was Usman Dembele. The second goal that was for France was an own goal by a Kazakh player. 15 shots total, 9 of which on target, okay? And at least 3 of them were saved by the goalkeeper. Okay, not to mention, France had 63% of ball possession, okay? So over 700 of passes. It's just unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And France had 90 corners, while Kazakhstan had only uh, had none, okay? Kazakhstan never never even threatened. They did have one shot on target, but that was it. Kazakhstan never had it, ch- never had any scoring chances. Okay, the fact that we kept we kept in control of the ball, the fact that we had with the ball, you know, on our, away from our goalkeeper, and we couldn't cash in on numerous opportunities, and the fact that Kylian Mbappe's penalty was denied, that is embarrassing. Killing in Kylian Mbappe's case, well, he's gonna he's gonna have to pull it together big time, and for him, he can't wait for the Euro. He's gonna have to do it immediately because next week. PSG has their quarterfinals clash against Bayern Munich, okay? PSG is already under, already under, under tremendous pressure, and we know that PSG doesn't do well in pressure, much like the French national team, okay? Now, some might say that because Robert Lewandowski suffered an injury, suffered a, a ligament in his knee, I believe, injury, he's out at least two weeks, he won't be playing for Bayern Munich in both those clashes, but you know what? That does not make it easier for PSG, I guarantee you that. That's right, I said it. Robert Lewandowski's absence honestly may not even may not even have any effect on Bayern Munich. I don't think it's going to make things easier for PSG. I, I still think Bayern Munich can actually easily destroy PSG even without Robert Lewandowski. Let's not forget Thomas Muller, Serge Gnabry, Leroy Sane, Kingsley Coman. There's talent there for Bayern Munich. Okay. So and, and, you know, I love Kylian Mbappe. I mean, Kylian Mbappe is a guy that, you know, that, that has an impact on my career. But he's got to get it together. I mean, not just him. you know, Giroud, Griezmann. I mean, Griezmann scored twice. You know, this game had, had that spectacular goal against uh, Ukraine, which is, which is absolutely amazing. But it's not just those guys. It's the whole entire national team. The whole team looked disorganized. Okay? To say they looked disorganized, that would be a major understatement. Okay. the The team is lost. They're disoriented. Like I said, it, it's so bad. It's like the team has lost its passion. Like they don't, they lost that passion and they can't find it. They can't get in their groove. France is better than this. Much better than what we saw in, the, in these last three games. That's why I'm so disappointed because they are not being themselves. They've lost their, you know, it's like they've lost their Identity. They can't even find it. Well, they better find it. They better find it before June because June is where the is when the Euro starts. Because while critics and on paper France is a favorite to win the Euro, like I, I, I like I've said this, I'm sure I've said this at least three times already. France, in my book, right now, based on how these games went, France is not a legitimate contender for the Euro title, and it's up to them. It's up to them to change that. France won the won the World Cup in 2018. Okay, they have the talent to keep the generation, to keep this amazing hot streak, you know, to keep the success going for at least the next freaking 10 years. I mean, France is even, I mean, critics are even more than convinced that France can actually win the title, you know, consecutively. Okay, although right now I'm praying that, you know, if, when, if, when they qualify, well, if they qualify, to be to be precise, I'm just hoping that 2022 doesn't result like they did 20 years prior in 2002. Okay, France has got to get it together I'm gonna go back to the, now I have to go back to this game against Ukraine because like I said it was just it was it was bad okay you, you know basically like you know Ukraine never even had a shot on target see that's the sad part never had a shot on target France has had 18 shots total only three were on target Ukraine was very solid on defense and on defensive midfield. Okay, like I said, Ukraine's equalizer was based off of an own goal when the ball bounced off of Presnel Kipembe. And speaking of Presnel Kipembe, he's going to have to get it together too because, you know, he's going to have a lot of pressure on him when he's playing Bayern Munich again. But man, man, oh man, oh man. It's been an interesting Euro so far. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. You know, right now, you know, a Serbian player. You know, has who has at least, you know the top score right now with at least five goals. And you, you know, it's amazing. In in these top goals, France is not. It's not in any of them. No French players at all. I mean, French players like none of them are even in the stats for like these top for these top categories. Again, that's just so that, that that's just that, that's not acceptable, you know. You know, you know even, even I'm getting you know, overcome with emotion right now, based on how disappointed I am. But this French national soccer team was obviously not prepared for the World Cup qualifiers, they made the same mistakes they've done numerous times, and you know what that is, folks? They underestimated their opponents and they were made to pay the price. Okay, it's pure luck that France is still on top of the group. With a bit with, with a four point lead, okay, because apparently Ukraine made a mistake by by forcing a draw in Paris. Ukraine might have made a huge mistake, okay, and, and I'm going to explain why. Because Ukraine could have won their next two games, but they didn't do it, okay. Their second game against Finland, Ukraine took a one 0 lead with ten minutes left, okay, but then eight minutes later, a Ukrainian a, a Ukrainian player named Vitali Mikolenko is shown the red card and Finland is awarded a penalty which is successfully converted by a Finnish player by the name of Timu Puki. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. A childhood friend of mine is actually from Finland, so and I'm sure he's listens to this show, so I want to make sure that I pronounce the names correctly. If you're listening to this buddy, I ho- hope I'm not disappointing you. it's speaking of that friend, I mean he's already so happy that Finland's is Finland's is gonna be part of the Euro, but anyway it seems that Ukraine, you know, Ukraine made a mistake, like maybe they maybe they made the same mistake the French national team has made. Maybe they got arrogant, okay? They could have easily beaten Finland at home, okay? But if that weren't bad enough, Ukraine tied with Kazakhstan a 1-1 draw. Ukraine takes the lead in the 20th minute, okay? Has the lead f- for a little bit. Maybe Ukraine's going to cash in and and make it longer. Excuse me, increase their lead. But they don't do it. In the 59th minute, Kazakhstan equalizes, okay? And looking at those stats, 764 passes for Ukraine, 315 for Kazakhstan. While Ukraine had 71% of ball possession, Kazakhstan only had 29%. 10 shots on target for Ukraine. Out of 28 shots total, they could not cash it in. So in that case, ladies and gentlemen, France got lucky. Okay, France has gotten lucky too many times and we all know that in France's case that luck, that luck eventually runs out. So right now, as I am looking at Group D where France is, again, France, Ukraine, Finland, Bosnia and Herzegovina and Kazakhstan. France two wins and one draw if plus three goal differential because they have four goals and allowing one goal they at seven points. Ukraine is four points below with, with three points, one point from each draw. It easily could have been worse. Okay, Ukraine could have easily won their next two games. Okay? And if that would have happened, we would have a tie. And France would be under more pressure. So France is actually gonna have to accept this luck for now, but they're they're gonna have to understand that it could have been worse and they were spared somehow. And they know they have a lot of holes to fill. Because France is not playing in the calibre of the defending of the reigning defending world champions. Right now they are certainly not playing of a caliber of a true legitimate contender for the European Championship. Right now to be to be absolutely fair and to be absolutely realistic in terms of sports of a sports time perspective, France is not capable of winning the Euro. To be even more frank, they are not even worthy of making it out of the group stage. I mean, right now even though Germany has not really not been the same since you know what happened to them in 2018, even Germany could take it as far as, and just humiliating them. Okay, France has the has the necessary talent to beat both Germany and Portugal, but it's up to them to get it together mentally and get the job done. Overall, folks, my point for, now that these three games are wrapped up, France needs to get it together. They need to make the necessary adjustments, and it's possible, but it's ultimately up to them. In other words, it's up to them to find it in them to be ready, 100% fit, full strength, fully focused, fully concentrated, find that winning mentality going into Euro 2020. Ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me this evening. Tune in next time as I give my preview on the Champions League quarterfinals. Thank you all very much. Y'all have a good night, everybody. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.